Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. To talk about the combine, to talk about um, the Browns, the organizational grades, all of it. We welcome on on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline as we do every Thursday at 520. Elite. He is elite. Some guys four cone drill, three cone drill, not elite. But Albert Breer is elite. What's up, buddy? Well, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Even if you really didn't mean it. Oh, I always mean it. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm I'm far too nice. But uh, in, in cases like this, it is totally warranted. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So, Albert, what is the uh, what is the big buzz or big talking point surrounding the Browns in Indy? Surrounding the Browns in Indy, um, well, I mean, I would say a lot of it was like uh, a lot of the stuff that I heard, at least, was sort of centered on Deshaun, which is interesting. You know, um, it's I think going to be the storyline going into the season, and um, you know, kind of where they are with you know, like his big contract and whether or not they can get the most out of him and. Um, not that you're going to roll the clock back to 2020, um, but like, can they get that kind of play out of him again? You know, and um, you know, I, I think I think we saw where the Browns are um, last year, and, and where Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have the roster. You know, it's a roster that's ready to compete, and so um, does that going to add up to a Browns team that's contending for a championship? And it is Sean Watson who's you know, playing at the highest level. Um, so that's obviously a big part of it. And then, you know, I think the staff changes are the other thing, you know, like and with Alex Van Pelt and Bill Callahan gone, and, you know, uh, bringing in Andy Dickerson to be the line coach, bringing in Ken Dorsey to be the coordinator. Um, you know, what's that going to look like going forward? I'd say that's the other thing. Albert, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Uh, Kevin Stefanski admitted the other day. Uh, next week, uh, Kevin uh, Stefanski, Ken Dorsey, they're going to go out to – um, LA to, to kind of yeah. uh, sit down with uh, Deshaun Watson and chop it up. But we know you can't really talk about a damn thing. So I'm curious, what can they talk about? Well, I mean, they can, they can talk about kind of his plan for the off season and they can kind of go through some things from the season and they can talk about, you know, how Deshaun wants to handle, um, you know, April and May and June and they can start to build a relationship. So, um, yeah, I mean, there are restrictions on what they can do from a rules standpoint, but there's still a lot you can get done, you know, just because you can't get out on a practice field and start installing plays doesn't mean um, that you can't do some work that's going to you know, put you in a position to hit the ground running when you get to OTAs in May. You think everybody talks about their, their most recent binge success? I, I would say Ted Lasso for the second time, and it still holds up. Their most recent what success? Uh, binge watching uh, adventures. Oh, binge success. 
So you you went and watched Ted Lasso a second time. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel good, Albert. It makes you feel real good. And, and does it make you feel good about the world? I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Needed that yeah, one. A little yeah. pick-me-up, bud. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know Ted Lasso is always good for that. Um, but, yeah, I think like, the relationship building part thing is part of it, right? Like, so how do you build that relationship up? Um, yeah, I certainly think that's part of it. Albert, the NFL uh, Players Association organizational grades as voted – by uh, players in the association were released this week. Another wonderful job of J.C. Treader, uh, making sure that comes out right during Combine Week. The Browns did not grade well, 23 out of 32. There were weight room concerns. There was a low grade for uh, Kevin Stefanski. I'm, I'm just, from like a meaning standpoint, do those grades, do they actually impact these organizations beyond just, hey, these are, these are pretty embarrassing to see these out in public? I think they do, um, and I think they do because there's nothing a billionaire hates more than being embarrassed, and I don't think the coaches like being embarrassed, and I don't think the people organizationally like it. And, um, I think the real proof of that is what you saw happen with the Cardinals, where I mean, the Cardinals got, I mean, pretty much humiliated last year by this, right? Like, this whole thing um, created a real problem for them from a perception standpoint, not that they were seen as any sort of model organization beforehand, but I mean, they took some, they took it on the chin pretty good, you know? And so um, having to go through that, I think caused them to have to evaluate a lot of things and they didn't fix everything all at once, but they replaced the floors in the white room and they stopped charging guys for, for, for the, the third meal of the day, you know? And so, um, I, you know, I, I think in a lot of cases, these teams and these billionaires almost have to be held at gunpoint to make some of these changes. And um, the fact that they're being held publicly accountable and it can be a problem for them, um, you know, like in the public sphere, I think does have a way of creating some meaningful change. Albert, Kevin Stefanski got a B minus grade. Uh, that was, I believe, bottom 10. Um, yeah, and obviously it's interesting because uh, he just won his second coach of the year award by 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 writers. Is that reflective of how he's seen more from the player angle, meaning around the NFL in general, as opposed to by the NFL uh, awards voters who who've given this no. illustrious award twice now? No, I mean I think a lot of it's a lot of you have to remember what this is about, and this is for both the coaches and the owners. It's about the workplace conditions, right? So. There were a couple of things specifically that they did with the coaches. One of them was how efficiently does he use my time? Um, how much does he listen to the concerns of players? How much are the concerns of players taking into account to affect change? Like those are the sorts of things that they're looking at. And, um, you know, B minus isn't great, but it's not a train wreck either. And I think Kevin said himself, like he's going to take these things into account and um, try to, you know, communicate better with the players to try to figure out um, what they can do better. But, yeah, I mean, I think more than anything else, it's not like we hate the coach if you uh, downgrade a guy in certain areas. It's, you know, the players being honest and how they feel like their time was managed, how their work days are managed, um, how, you know, their voices are heard, those sorts of things. Albert Breer um, at the uh, – or rather at the Combine, talking about the Combine on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline a lot of talk in Cleveland about Nick Chubb, and there's reason. Uh, he's coming off the injury. There are contractual things going on that you know, it looks like the Browns could want to restructure that, give him a contract extension. There are a few different ways they could handle this. What do you think the most likely route the Browns is that they'll take with Nick Chubb? 
the I think he's got what a year left, right? Yes. Yep. Um, my guess is they handle it the same way the Titans handled um, the same way the Titans handled Derrick Henry. The Titans hand, went went into that final season with Derrick Henry, um, you know, trying to treat him with the respect that he deserved, and understanding that you know there was you know a very real possibility that he would have a great year and they'd have to franchise him and then they'd have to move forward that way. So, um, look, like, you know, I think when you get to a point in the running back's career where the carries are adding up and the years are adding up and, the you know, you've been through the physical, um, you know, you've been through all the, 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 the physical toll that, that goes into playing that position, more and more you have to start to look at those things. And, um, you know, that's sort of where the Browns are. He's coming off of a major injury. Um, and I know how much everybody there thinks of him, but you know you're not paying a guy for past performance. You're paying for what you think. If you give him an extension, he's going to give you in 25 and 26. And because of the uncertainty, um, you know, it's created up again by his age, his workload, and and the injury. Um, I think it's it's hard to make any sort of major commitment to him um, past just this year. Albert, one of the big storylines out of Indy is that uh, the commander's new owner, Josh Harris, is uh, is is, is going to be in these prospect interviews for quarterbacks. Is that a big deal, little deal, no deal, considering the commanders just got rid of one meddling owner? I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I, I, you know, owners have been involved in these sorts of things in the past. It's not always at the combine, but you know, I can remember the Bills when they were, you know, looking for quarterbacks in 17 and 18, and Terry Pagula was, you know, on the trips. You know, in fact, I remember Terry Pagula was standing on the field at Texas Tech um, to look at Patrick Mahomes. You know, so, you know, I think, like, those guys, the owners can be a good sounding board on the, in the, like, okay, like, here's what I think of him as a person. Here's what I think of him as, like, a potential face of the franchise, all those sorts of things. As long as they're not like, as long as they don't think they're going to like go out there and, you know, be judging how loose the guy's wrist is, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, what sort of pocket presence he has, you know, I, like, I think it's, I think it's generally fine. And in a lot of cases, cause those guys do have a lot of business acumen, it can be, it can be a good resource for the football people to have. It just shouldn't be more than that. Albert, uh, Caleb Williams has been talked about as the number one quarterback prospect in this class for almost two full years. There were some concerns this year. And now that you've been in uh, Indy, you've heard the scuttlebutt for the last couple of days. Is Caleb Williams still the unanimous number one pick and uh, the, the unanimous QB one in this draft? I would be um, relatively blown away if Caleb Williams isn't the first pick in the draft. Um, that's nothing against Drake May. That's nothing against um, Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy or anybody else. Um, I believe the Bears are going to take it first overall. Um, and I, I do think most of the league and most of the evaluators who have been, um, been on this and you know, spend the fall evaluating guys and were evaluating some of these guys last spring um, would tell you that Caleb Williams is a once-every-few-years type of talent. Whereas, you know, like May and Daniels are more like they could be top five picks or top 10 picks in every year, every year, you know? So I do think that there's a separation between Williams and the pack. And, um, you know, I think what's going to happen over the next couple of months, guys, is we're going to have that big vacuum of, you know, of, of, of NFL discussion. And we're going to have to fill that vacuum. And, 
um, that vacuum is going to be filled by a lot of draft talk. And um, the same way people acted as if Robert Griffin III was creeping up on Andrew Luck in 2012 and Zach Wilson was creeping up on Trevor Lawrence in 2021, we'll probably get the is Daniels or May in the class of of, uh, of Williams. But I, I think the truth is Williams is sort of separate from the pack, and that's good the same way Lawrence and Luck were in their draft years. I cannot wait to, to unveil my quarterback big board, which will change every single week coming up in the middle of March there, Albert. Um, so we saw Marvin Harrison Jr. show up to the combine, but de- declined to test and declined to do the kind of pre-combine testing that gets you right for, like, doing those tests. I'm, I'm, and this opens up the question I think we have every year. Are players skipping the workout portion of the combine? It, is that... Is that ever going to have long-term ramifications for the NFL Combine and whether the league sees it as useful? I, I actually think the league's desire to have the Combine a certain way is damaging what the Combine is actually for. In other words, I think the more the league turns this into a circus, the more football people are going to push away from it and the more reason the players have to treat it like a business. And – I mean, look, like, you know, in other sports, I think in the NBA, the guys, like, refuse to do medicals at the combine, right? So, like, Marvin Harrison's made the decision, I'm not going to run a 40, I'm not going to do the three-cone drill, I'm not going to do any of the physical testing, I'm not going to do on-field drills, um, and I'm probably not going to do any of them at my pro day either. Why? Well, he's going to be the number one receiver taken. And he has more to lose than he has to gain by putting himself out there. And so, wouldn't you guys say he's better off training for his rookie year than training for Olympic testing and then having to retrain himself for his rookie year. I think if I was the team drafting him, I'd be ecstatic that he was doing that. Because you're going to have a guy who's going to be able to hit the ground running in in May at OTAs, you know, and, and I'd say the same goes for Caleb. Like Caleb has every right not to do any of this testing. The only thing he can do really is hurt himself, you know? And um, so I, I, I think that, you know, more and more guys, as the league treats this as a business thing, are going to treat their decisions as business decisions and how they handle these things. And, um, you know, I, I think with that, with the NFL's approach toward, toward it, now you see more coaches and general managers and scouts handling the combine differently too, which is certainly interesting because as they've tried to make it bigger, the people who make it big in the first place, and that's the teams and the players, are – actually pushing away from it and might actually make the whole product a little less valuable to the people on Park Avenue. Albert, I know you're right in the eye of the storm here. You got several more days of heavy day and night work out in the combine. I'm exhausted for you. So, uh, you know, make sure to get some Pedialyte up in that game and uh, enjoy the rest of the combine, buddy. Really great stuff. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And sorry I had to have you repeat questions a couple times. I actually left a notebook with valuable uh, information in my hotel lobby. And as I was doing this phone call, I was like actively looking for it. So if I sounded a little spaced out, I, uh, that, that might've been why, but I did find the notebook. So we're all good now. So you did a fantastic job. And what you could not <laughs> possibly know, Albert is today. I have lost my wallet, which was on me. I have lost my key fob for work, which was on me. I lost my keys to my truck, which was on me. I lost things that were on me five times today, and it took getting to work an extra 30 minutes. And so, really, you're actually doing quite well if you compare yourself to the day that, I'm, that I mentally am having.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I don't know, man. Like, I, I like that's a lot, but uh, I'm the king of losing things, so I, I don't know if you want to fight me in that department. I, I, I can beat just about anybody. You can ask my wife about that. We'll have to have a combine to decide this. Be good, bud. <laughs> All right, man. Later. Albert Breer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I empathize like hell that he forgot his notebook with a lot of stuff in it. Um, it has been that kind of day. Yeah. Not just that. Here's the thing. It, I would be very insincere to say it's that kind of day. Uh, yesterday, I had to stop and get cough medicine um, because the plague has gone through the Wilson household again. And I walked into CVS there in Bainbridge and uh, came out and I was like, man, why can't I find my keys? Ah, it's because they're in the car. Now, I'm very lucky. Because the keys were close enough to the door that uh, Vanessa's car has that ability to, like, the keys are close to the car. The car can detect it, and you can unlock it. So that happened. But that was the start of 24 hours of whoopsie-daisy from me. And I thought it was interesting to hear Albert. I think I think there are going to be a lot of victory laps this offseason about Deshaun Watson. And it has nothing to do with anything to do with his suspension. The NFL does not want Deshaun Watson, and other NFL teams do not want Deshaun Watson succeeding because you can use this contract, the fully guaranteed contract, the first $230-plus million guaranteed contract, in its entirety, you can use that as a warning call on why players should not get that again. And honestly, it's pretty dumb, mostly because... Um, like guys like Pat Mahomes actually do like, because he didn't face that same suspension, guys like Pat Mahomes do deserve fully guaranteed contracts. Um, Lamar's different because of the health injuries, uh, the same, or sorry, the health issues, same thing for Joe Burrow. But this whole off season, every time the national media, or you hear a report about the Browns and Deshaun Watson, I would say every time you're going to hear a lot of people dunking on the Browns saying, I knew this was never going to work out. And lo and behold, it's coming true. And that, by the way, that's not just national media. That's going to be in town too. And 
honestly, I think NFL narratives, even though that sometimes they, they come true, a lot of them don't. So I think this is the year where Deshaun becomes a distraction again. And what I mean, Deshaun, I'm not talking about Deshaun, actually. I mean, good luck hearing anyone say anything different about the Browns other than, I, I knew this wasn't going to work out, and look at, this is why you don't give guys fully guaranteed money. Deshaun's contract is a threat to NFL owners. And NFL owners, the, the number one thing that you can, uh, you can bet that they're going to go ahead and rally around, circle the wagons around, is anything that impacts their bottom line. And I thought Albert did a hell of a job talking about the impact of those organizational reports put out by put out by the NFL Players Association because that's the kind of strong arming that has to happen for NFL owners to support their players the way is that is necessary. And I do understand that when you have 32 teams, someone's always got to be last. But the bar is incredibly low for NFL owners. And even guys that have been in the, the league 50 years, Mike Brown and the Bidwell family who's owned the Cardinals since I want to say inception or very close to inception, there are a lot of people, even newer owners, who honestly don't do the right thing because they can save a buck. And so I think it's great what J.C. Treader's doing. And I think you you and I are going to get sick of hearing about Deshaun's contract and all the things that we've already talked about. I think your best chance, and I think the Browns' best chance, is to ignore it. Doesn't matter. The fact that it hasn't worked out, and by the way, nor is anyone going to give proper context to Deshaun's struggles. It's not happening in town. Like, there's no nuance to Deshaun's conversation. It doesn't matter that two years ago he came in, played uh, his first games in 700 700 plus days. Well, it wasn't good enough. That's as good as that gets. This year, it doesn't matter that there were two shoulder injuries. Nope, wasn't good enough. No matter that he was better. And listen, I root for Deshaun watching to succeed because, man, I got to be honest with you, it's going to be brutal if he doesn't. And like everybody else listening right now, I have my concerns. And I think after this year, like I, now my concern morphs from well, he's not going to be any good. To can he play a full game of uh, a full NFL season again? The answer is I don't know. If you ever really want to know how dirty the NFL is and how truly the NFL owners care, watch how they treat Deshaun by extension of that contract. And it it it's going to get there. Are going to be some reports. And when I say reports, I mean NFL owners mocking the Browns and all that other kind of stuff, taking personal shots of the Browns. The reality is this is this was always a possibility when you traded for Deshaun. But to me, I don't care. NFL owners are going to say what NFL owners are going to do because it's good for NFL owners. And it's good for business if they're cheap. I don't think even with what Deshaun was accused of, suspended for, all that, I still don't think I can side with NFL owners. And the anonymous rumor mill that conveniently finds a way to in some cases, properly weaponize things like this contract. So the idea that Deshaun is one of the talking points of the combine doesn't surprise me. It's going to get louder. Albert actually talked about the, because I asked about the quarterback, is, is Caleb Williams the unanimous QB1? Is he the unanimous number one pick? 
And he's like, listen, there's going to be a lot of noise because we have that news vacuum in March and leading up to the NFL draft, he's going to be the number one guy. That news vacuum, you can bet when they talk about the Browns, they're not going to talk about the number one team in the in the NFL or the number one defense in the NFL. You can you can trade for Joey Bosa. That I'm very that's that's my offseason move. They trade for Joey Bosa. It's going to be tough for me to 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 not lose objectivity and all of a sudden uh, get a get a Miles Garrett and Joey Bosa half and half jersey and go absolutely crazy on the preseason hype. It's still going to be about Deshaun. And from the Brown standpoint, I really any use in not, worrying about it doesn't make it better. The best you can do is plan for the worst case scenario. Two years ago, the Browns didn't because they brought in a quarterback that was not a prototypical one for one for Deshaun Watson. Different skill sets, different kind of offenses make them better. Didn't help that uh, that Kevin Stefanski didn't build an offense that actually fit Deshaun's skill set. They used the excuse of, of well, 700 days off, uh, well, lost all this, and nobody was going to – it was crocodile tears for Deshaun because of what he was accused of and what he was suspended for. You can't control health. You can control how you build this team and whether you do everything in your power to build a winning team with or without Deshaun Watson. There have been bad contracts in the NFL before. There will be other bad contracts. Deshaun's contract isn't the boogeyman. It was a cost to doing business. Hopefully, business ends up being good. Hopefully, business is a booming in the long run. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.